everybody. Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. On today's show, we have Steve C., who is a local musician, among other things. His band, Steve C. and the is it Steve C. and the Wise Guys? Is that Rath, the, Rath Steve, sorry, the Wrath, <laughs> Wrath and the Wise Guys, not Steve C. and the Wise Guys. Wrath and the Where did Wrath come from? Um, okay, so I was 15, I want to say, and me and some friends from high school were trying to put together like a death metal band. Okay, and so that was... Yeah, yeah, we were going to so do So it was like, Wrath misspelled, or is that how you... Yeah, 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 it was, we were all going to be funny, so my, uh, my vocalist was Carnage with a K. Oh, yeah. So we were going to be like the Seven Deadly Sins or whatever. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. That's badass. Super corny. Four yeah. members of the band, Seven Deadly Sins. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So, uh, sorry, I, I know it's Wrath of the Wise Guys. I just, uh, <laughs> I'm, the dementia is setting in. And as as you mentioned, you're over-caffeinated. I'm under-caffeinated yeah. at the moment. So anyway, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Uh, I was listening to your music uh, this morning. Uh, I've I, I, listened before definitely a fan listen to it this morning you have a, an album out and then a single out that have kind of been released somewhat within the same span of time right yeah yeah thank you by the way for um, sure well i mean it's definitely if you look around the room <laughs> i mean between the musical interest and skateboarding and all that other stuff i mean right. you, you your your vibe your tone your your art falls squarely within that realm so definitely you know right. speaks to me in that way um but uh well let's let's start in the beginning and then we can kind of come up to to present um unless you have i mean no yeah as far as beginning goes we um it's, well i'm gonna talk about beginning of you oh, we're not even oh, to the beginning okay of you. i mean All right. yeah so, so where were you born uh virginia beach okay um, that's where i got the name wrath okay um, and then that actually transferred to me and carnage okay uh, started like a like a tenacious d sort of project right. uh, it, like acoustic comedy uh, that started out really, really cheesy and kind of grew into its own thing. And um, that's really exciting. That's on Spotify and everything to R dash K radio. Um, and so we did that. And then I was in a couple of punk bands. Um, I was trying to write my own music and it really sucked. And then I just, uh, I sort of got all the equipment like different instruments and stuff and recording stuff so I could demo out my stuff and send it to people. Cause it was really hard. Like I don't, you had I don't, a vision, but it was hard yeah, to find people to fall in line. I'm like, I'm not very good at jamming. Yeah. I'm not, I'm more of like a set kind of like I write shit and see what happens. Right. You know? Um, so I would do that, but I still wasn't very good, especially then it was a really well, let's, bad. Let's, 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 we're even, let's even go further back. So, Virginia Beach, only child, brother, sisters. No, only child. Only child. Yeah. I love only children because, yeah. <laughs> you know, we can talk about how fucked up we are and why. <laughs> yeah. um, musically, where did where did that seed get planted? Were um, your parents musical people? Yeah. Did you have someone in the family? Like um, what was being played in the house? Yeah, my dad. I mean, I grew up with like the Smiths and Rancid. And your dad listened like yeah, to the yeah. Smiths? How old are you? Yeah, uh, I'm 28. So how old's your dad? Uh, 40 or I'll be 50 soon. Oh, he's whoa, whoa, November 4th. He'll be, I think he'll be 50 this year. Okay. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Most dads, I'm still getting like Almond Brothers and shit. You're right. going to be rancid no. in the Smiths, yeah. which is hitting a little close to home for me. So. so that was cool. He took me to social distortion a lot. Really? And yeah. Yeah. Oh, so wow. Was... So you got, you got raised right. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, my mom was like Def Leppard and like Goo Goo Dolls I, I, and radio I, I, stuff. But, well, I mean, I, I've got, you know, Love Bites is one of my favorite <laughs> right. songs ever. I mean, so. 
And I've seen both of those bands, Def Leppard and Goo Goo Dolls, so many times. Like it's not even funny, thanks to her. Well, and like, Goo Goo Dolls when they started versus what they became were they a were you know band. I mean you know they what they were, were first of, called uh-uh. Sex Maggot. Okay, before they were, and then they were like, well, that's not going to sell, so let's uh, let's go the they opposite were like, end of the spectrum. Yeah, they were almost like New Year's New York Dolls type, yeah. like like grungy rock, like yeah, proto punk ish. Sure, sure, sure. And then uh, yeah. So, uh, Virginia Beach, uh, how, how long do you stay there? Uh, 21 years. Okay. Which is the title of my first single. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I moved here, wrote my first uh, really fucking good song. Okay. Like, I, I hate how good it is, and I hate even saying that about myself, that I've done anything sure. that cool. But to me, it's like, I, I for me, it's like my radio song. Like, you'd right. be on the radio, it's, you When know, did you pick up a guitar? 12 okay acoustic or electric say, uh acoustic first uh for a year was it a tacamine a washburn a cheapy uh, uh first act okay for first act, like walmart, walmart but, yeah but 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 they make a signature matt pike guitar i heard they have a, a higher line sick. that's actually good disgustingly you know, good. I, yeah actually yeah, yesterday i was informed that they actually do have good guitars but we just play the crap line Right, right. So. so I just got uh, my buddy, uh, Matt Henderson, who plays in the Zoots and plays in Moon Thing. Uh, he is somewhat of a guitar collector, and mm-hmm. he's got some pretty nice, like he's got that Dave Grohl, uh, Trini Lopez or whatever, like Ooh, that Gibson with the, yeah. he's got that guitar, oh, yeah. $20,000 guitar. But he's like, check this one out. And he sent me a video, and it's a, it's the signature model from the guy in Ghost. And it's wow. uh, this it's like the Swedish brand, Hagstrom. And they're uh-huh. really they're really priced well mm. and someone locally was selling one used oh wow so i'll show it to you in the other room it's sick looking and it play it plays pretty nice i mean I, for a guy for 700 bucks is like that you know wow that's yeah. not gonna hurt my feelings but anyway so um first act no i, I had a first act too and mm. i you know i've i've definitely eyeballed the matt pike one because i'm a big mm. you know high and fire sleep fan and right so uh in, in any event so first act uh, and, and then, then where did squire. you go squire squire uh, you know the uh strat sure so when, do the whole Squire Epiphone LTD kind of second tier I, guitar, yeah, you know, yeah, turnaround time. Who were your people at that time when you were starting to get into music? Um, that time, especially for guitar, it was a lot of Ramones. Okay, um, a lot of uh, Smoking Popes. Okay, is like number one on every list that I have. They're my favorite band. Um, I really learned first just guitar playing and like different stuff from their early albums, um, and then kind of use them to teach myself to play and sing at the mm-hmm. same time. That was super hard. Super. When I well, first me... started, like, it was like ridiculously hard. So, so yes. Uh, and, and I'm learning this. I, every <laughs> time I think I know this, I learn it further. So, you know, learning guitar for me, extremely difficult. Like, cause mm-hmm. I, cause I, I only ever fucked around for most of my life and only in the past five years got even more serious about it and mm-hmm. learning something in your forties versus learning it <laughs> yeah. in your teens is just a, a different world entirely. So that's number one. Number two, just doing two things at once, singing and playing guitar, mm-hmm. you know, to sing, you, you kind of can't look at, you know, what you're right. doing with your hands. Right. Uh, and the body mechanics of what you need to do to sing and the body mechanics of what you need to do, play guitar, are not mm-hmm. necessarily the same thing. And then since starting my band and I'm doing the vocals on it, I've been, taking singing lessons and nice. I never in a million years would have understood how difficult it is to sing, even yeah. to sing poorly, right. to sing correctly, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah. poorly, like, 
I'm learning to sing correctly. Mm. I don't think a fucking soul wants to hear it, <laughs> but I'm, you know, breathing correctly right. and kind of resting on the diaphragm mm. and kind of, and right. it's so, fu- I mean, any of those th- three things by themselves are difficult. Doing them yeah. all together is, it's, it's really quite amazing. So, but the good thing with stuff like the Ramones, Smoke Popes and the other thing is, I mean, it's, you know, with three chords in a dream. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot more the swagger and the, you know, the, 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 the heart you're putting into it, than right. the, the the technical stuff, which is boring as shit anyway. Right. You know, yeah. You know, give me the Ramones over Dragon Force any day or right. whatever. So, so smoking poked Definitely. Ramones. Who else were you into? I mean, your dad was taking you to see Social Distortion. Any uh, other? Yeah. Um, that was really weird. I, I like Marilyn Manson okay. a lot, which is really weird. Um, in high school, I got really into Marilyn Manson, and John Five was playing with him, and then he quit that. And what I didn't know is at the time, um, I always love this story too. John Five, um, he quit Marilyn Manson because his he, his antics are ridiculous. Like he's Marilyn, a piece of shit. he's a piece of shit. Well, clearly, you know, clearly like, now, like, yeah. In retrospect, like, for sure. To anybody, yeah. you know, he just he he does just go overboard, and yeah. he, you know, it's just it's who he is. You know what I mean? So you can either take it or you can't work with it. And John right. Five's a fucking professional. Yeah. And he's just, you know, he's like, I just want to play my shit, you know, like. And not get involved in all this madness. R- yeah, yeah, right. And he's like, man, it's too much. So uh, Rob Zombie calls him up, says, um, get ready for a six-week tour. Don't get comfortable. Um, it's going to be six weeks and that's it. And so they start jamming and Rob Zombie starts writing music again. Yeah. And like, like inspired uh, by him. Yeah. Like, and now, I mean, they just put out a new album. They're constantly putting out new shit now. And right. John Five is just one of the most inspirational people. He's the one um, who's got that 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 cool telly signature model. All right? of the cool tellies. Yeah, 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 <laughs> He's got like yeah, yeah, yeah. a million telecasters. He's like the Joe Bonamassa like, of telecasters. Yeah, yeah really. Like, the thing with Marilyn Manson is I don't like Marilyn Manson, really. I mean, there might be two songs that I thought were okay. Mm. But he was very good at bridging the gap between Alice Cooper and David Bowie and a lot of the stuff yeah. that he was doing. Yeah. And I very much like Alice Cooper and David Bowie. Right. So, right. you know, and, and on top of it, he was a, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not a, I guess a provocateur, like mm. pushing, right. pushing buttons, pushing limits, pushing In boundaries. an intelligent way, too. That right. was the best part part is he could hold his own yeah against like bill o'reilly right i mean right but then you rectify these people's personal lives with their public persona and that Mm -hmm. doesn't always net you the best results yeah it sucks that some of the smartest people are i mean they're complete they're insane and it's like dude you learn to control your behavior and that's that's all it takes (laughs) so (laughs) what was the first yeah yeah it sounds so simple it's very difficult for a lot of people right what was your first band in any high school like band one off right. shows or I'm trying to think my okay so my first band that I that I played a live show with uh uh getting back to I was 18 and I got the storage unit that all the bands were practicing at and was I got all the Virginia equipment Beach still? Yeah, yep um so I'm there what was the music scene like up there pretentious douchebags really oh maybe you're sitting no i'm just kidding uh yeah like yeah, we've it's got a, a big of, virginia beach it's a, yeah i know right well, the yeah, they're all listening today i'm a i'm there virginia beach comes back in later okay. uh that i want to promote so but whatever i mean it's like you know there's a lot of good talented musicians and it's a lot like here where a lot of people just feel like they're competition as opposed to helping out and it comes in waves you know like it's good and then it's bad and i I hit dry spells and I hit really good 
really good times and simultaneously had some of the best and worst. Sure. You know, it's it's almost always like that. It's well, like it's the best life, and worst right? times. I mean, isn't that kind of yeah. the best of times? It was the worst of times. So like, weird. Yeah. But my first band. Okay. So I got the storage unit and where all the bands practice and everybody has power. And I'm like, how do you guys get power in here? So one guy went over and he's like, oh, well, you take out the light bulb and you put in a converter. And I was like, that sounds insane. Yeah. Walmart's across the street. Let's go. So I went and they, I was like, how'd you get it out? And they were like, we just stood on a bunch of amps. So I was like, all right, that's pretty smart. So I did the thing and they were like, hey, like, what do you play? And I was like, like everything, you know, like guitar, bass, drums, whatever. And they were like, could you learn like six songs on bass in two days and play a show? I was like, I mean, I guess. And they're like, dude, really? And so I played in this rap metal band. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yup. So that was my first band Can't live. That, not not like my What's first show. Uh, it was Epsilon Uprising at the oh. time. And then that, that disbanded. And then he reformed as Jack Ledger. Okay. And I recorded an EP with them and played a couple shows. And that was that was a little heavier. Okay. But they're completely white from the internet. I can't find any of my recordings. Any, well, we playing, played, a, playing bass or dr- any kind of rhythm section in a rap, right. you know, you, you're, you're, you're getting to participate a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. It other. was actually fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was fu- it was cringy. It was really really embarrassing. But um, you know, my dad. The first show my dad ever came to was that one. Right. The Epsilon Uprising show. And I was like, why would you do this? Because he's a good dad. Out of everything. Yeah. Well, it was also right across the street from the house. So, so he's a lazy dad. Super he's a good easy. lazy dad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what I show lazy, is the closest but, you know, to the house? No, I'm no, just joking. It was, it was funny. It was weird. As a lazy father, but, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. But anyway, well, that's, that's cool. So then what came after Epsilon Rising and um, Jack Ledger? There was that. I mean, I had played a show or two and done some open mics with RK Radio, um, but that was just the duo. We could never get a full band behind right. us the way that we wanted to. Um, and are you doing a lot of like your own stuff recording? Like you mentioned, you kind of put stuff together on the side for yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. After that, I started a band. I started a rockabilly band with my buddy Jacob. Okay. Um, that was cool. He played upright bass. Actually, no. Hold on. I played drums after that for a band called The Delinquents. And that's okay. where I met Jacob. Um, and this dude named Alec, who's a complete piece of shit. Um, and yeah. I don't mind saying that here at all. Fuck you, Alec. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> um, so he like, he, like, tried to fuck my aunt after I moved and all kinds Not of Not your aunt. Shit. After I caught him, like, stealing from me. <laughs> oh, man. And then he, like. There's nothing sacred? It's, like, super weird, dude. Yeah. All kinds of weird. I don't talk to that aunt either. Cause whatever Cause she was, she was, she was complicit. No, she wasn't. <laughs> she was trying you to, know, it was fine. Have but, a nice weekend. You know, just weird. But so we were in that band and he was doing a lot of Coke on the side and just being very angry all the time. And I ran out of money and I was like, well, I can't keep pushing this shit. Like yeah. I can't, you know, and you're like nuts. So yeah. never mind. Um, so Jacob kind of got over his shit after a while, and me and him started hanging out. We start this rockabilly thing. Well, let me let me stop you there real okay. quick. Rockabilly, how does that enter the lexicon? Um, Were you, Jacob, someone he was listening to, you yeah. were listening to, like um, I was surf guitar, a cramps, like that yeah, kind of stuff. Lots or? Of, uh, Reverend Horton Heat. Okay, sure. Um, lots of stuff like that. I mean, those are only Brian a few Setzer. steps removed. Well, Brian Setzer starts mm. to get a little bit more into the swing. Yeah, part right. of it. Well, I mean, like Stray Cats. Yeah, yeah, you know, sure, sure, sure. So, um. 
No, we're listening to that. It it was fun. It was something different. What were you I, What were you doing in that band? Guitar and vocals. So the guitar, I mean, both the guitar and the vocals are very kind of unique to that style of music, isn't it? There's there's much more yeah. of a a swing to the guitar. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, definitely different. Um, I, I it sucks because I always kind of found it very boring. Yeah. It, there's well, not it's a like whole Scott, lot of room. Well, for to, me, like ska and certain types of things, and I'm mm. not talking bad about. I mean, there, there's right. great out there, but like Ben Dunn, hard to explore, really. Well, I, I, how creative can you get with a ska riff? I mean, it's just going to be the same, you know. Right. Link. It, link I mean, you someone know. was like, "Isn't it all just pop punk with horns?" And I was like, "Fuck." Well, I, why'd I, you say that? I, I like, know. Damn. I hate when people do that shit to me. So I've been so stoked on the new Turnstile record, and and one of my friends is like, "They're just 311," and I was like, "You motherfuckers." You, you just know, took a giant steaming shit. <laughs> his voice almost reminds me more of like Jane's Addiction. Very much so. In yeah. a weird like, I, yeah. well, I it didn't ruin it for me, but right. it gave me a it gave me like a little bit of a pit in my stomach. It's like, oh, like, it's not as different as I thought. It well, was. by the way, in right. college, I was fucking rocking out three eleven every chance <laughs> I got. But uh, you know, nice. Um, no, I, I'm super digging on their last two albums, Turnstile. Yeah. I mean, they're like trippy hardcore music, yeah. which is pretty yeah, cool. It's weird. Like salsa and flamenco, and right, it's bringing back the old like New Jersey emotional hardcore with a whole different yeah. edge. Yeah, like yeah. like that trippy edge to it. It's right. really cool. So after the rockabilly, then what happens? Um, we played maybe two shows with that, and then we got a drummer and started more of like a power pop project called Bubble Scum Drop. I think it was Bubble Scum Drop the whole time. Okay. Um, while we were at rockabilly too, but then we sort of switched over and we were playing like, I mean, we literally covered Damn It live. Like we had horribly cheesy songs. Um. That album was another one that I wore out, though. Oh, yeah? That first one, was, Dude Ranch. Yeah. yeah I mean, I like, that's Dude Ranch. Yeah. yeah. It's um, crazy. One, one's a batshit insane, like, yeah. alien conspiracy theorist. The other one's, I love, like, I love almost aliens fucking died exist, of cancer. And but, then the, the last one's a Kardashian boyfriend. So they've kind of yeah, gone very off in different weird. directions. Yeah. 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 Interesting yeah. stuff. Anyway, so uh, what, what was it called again? Bubble Scum? Bubble Scum Drop. Bubble Scum um, Drop. Okay. And that was, and another, that's all still Virginia beach. Yeah. And that was another guitar and vocals delinquents. Okay. I was playing drums on, which I played, I learned how to play drums by playing rock band. When you turn there, it up to expert, there's a drum component to it, to rock band. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, um, uh, well, I'm thinking of guitar hero. Well, yeah, after, so after guitar hero comes rock band. Well, they came out with guitar hero world tour to compete, which also had the drums and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it's pretty realistic, especially for just basic beats. Well, again, it's body mechanics. Mm -hmm. It's hearing the right. beat. It's, you know, you know, uh, what, what's the friends don't let friends go on one and three or something like that. Right, yeah. It's like you got to kind of be having know the when the downbeat is and yeah. hear it and you have your both sides of your brain working and right. you know all that stuff. So totally. Well, most of the drummers that I've had in here and I've had like, you know, Alex from Horse Whip and Dimitri mm -hmm. from Meat Wound and. Uh, John Nowicki. Heavy drummer. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, first off, not not one of them do it the same way. I mean, right. they all have their own way. And, right. you know, I'll ask someone, how, you know, how do you how do you write your part or how do you remember your part? And he's like, I name this and put that times two and I name that and put this right. times three and then I name right. this and then I name it that. And so I just remember, you know, you're almost visually learning in blocks and like yeah. adding Legos together and it's like just getting through it. But um, yeah, drumming to me is just the cool. Uh, that's that's the coolest instrument for me, and the most mystifying for me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I've as I've 
gone through this podcast that I've talked about this before. I've had the opportunity to go and watch Wolfface record oh, when yeah. they did their Liquid Death commercial. And, uh, you know, a four-hour four hour practice, three and a half was setting up the fucking drums. And the other 30 <laughs> yeah. minutes was them just right. doing their parts. And I was like, wow, like, right. you got to get the drums right for anything yeah. to sound right. So that's, that's one part of it. But then it's just such a different thing. And, uh, you know... The setting up of the drums is not intuitive. Like, right. you know, the spacing is not intuitive. Like, how high your seat is is not – like, right. it's very much personality-based. And oh, so yeah. there's a lot – as much as there's tones for guitars mm-hmm. or whatever, for drums, there there is really a much bigger – breadth of type of drumming drummer drum sound whatever then Mm. i think the run of the mill fan even is able to elicit from listening to it right so i mean i I digress on drums but anyway so you're good so uh bubble scum (laughs) drop so where are we now like 19 years old 20 years old yeah i want to say yeah i want to say 19 19 there and then that sort of fizzled out after one of our bigger shows which sucked but we just sort of all just stopped talking i don't know it, i don't know it was weird it's hard it's hard so. man i mean you know again starting this band at 45 where we our drummer's 50 one of our guitarists is 25 the mm-hmm. two guys are in their late 30s but most of us have kids and jobs and all this other shit mm-hmm. and it's just like okay I, I think we can practice in november on saturday right. you know yeah. it's like right. it's not easy to do right. so it i got, can yeah it just got weird yeah like, i don't know so what came after that? I mean, we're getting close to the exodus to, to yeah, Florida. Yeah. yeah, yeah, There were two more bands before I moved. Um, and I was in them at the same time. I can't remember. I want to say the Pornados came first. Which, best band name. Pornados? Yeah, best band name I've ever Pornados had. is good. I don't, do you know Dave Decker? Um, yeah. Big set? So yes. he used to be in a band called Vaginosaur Jr., which, which would have been a, <laughs> which been a, sweet. a nice, uh, yeah. you know, double, double headliner with Pornados. That's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, um, what, what was that? Just straight up like that pop was, punk type of music? No, or? that was actually um, basically where I got all the inspiration and uh, drive for. Uh, Wrath and the Wise Guys okay. for the stuff that we're we're doing right now. It was that very old school rock and roll, like Dead Boys sound, yeah. uh, very New York stuff, like garage, just yeah. garage rock. Um, and that was cool. Uh, first, we were a four piece and I was fronting before we played shows. And then we were trying to decide on a name and our bassist just kept threatening to quit over like everything. And he was like, no, we can't have a the in the beginning of the name. It's too done before. And we we're just he's like, I'll quit if we're the. And I was like, all right, well, then bye. And then I was like, you know what we should do is not be called the Pornados and just be Pornados to piss him off. Yeah. But like change it after the fact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we're looking for a bass player and we just, you know, everyone either can't play or wants to play tool. Yeah. So it's really, it's really hard. Yeah. So, and we were, you know, you've heard the songs. They're pretty bass driven. There's a very, like, you got to play certain notes. Yeah. So, um, I, we were looking for somebody we couldn't find it. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to play bass and sing. Cause I want to play shows. Like that's the whole reason I'm in a band. Like mm-hmm. I hate jamming. Like I want to play for a crowd. So we start doing that. And then we find a bass player who was nice enough. And he, I, he was so inconsistent. Like he'd play like some songs backwards and you never know which songs he was going to play. Right. On purpose. Which, or cause he could No, play. he was yeah. just high as shit all oh, the time. Okay, gotcha. Like ridiculously stoned to the point where like, I'm, you know, I do the thing, but like, 
I can stay stoned all day and still play my songs. Right. <laughs> like, right, right. I don't know yeah. how, but old, you know, just classic surfer dude. He owned a surf shop. Um, actually, I'm pretty sure his wife like funded the whole thing and um, he didn't really do a whole lot. And just like ran his little surf shop on the beach. So that which, was, was that know. the end of the tornadoes or? Um, sort of. Um, not, I mean, it wasn't really the end. Like we only ended because I moved really, well, which sucked. What prompted um, the move? Uh, my parents kicked me out. Okay. And I'd been talking. I met this girl on Tumblr a couple years Drugs before. Drugs or financial or? Um, really more financial than anything. Like, I'm sure my dad knew I was smoking pot the whole time. And he, like, called me out on a bowl he found in the trash one time, which sucked. Because I was like, bro, I'm, like, trying to stop smoking yeah. and you're being a dick. And um, I think the fact that he never actually found a nug of weed in the house is what kept me in so long. But yeah. It was, I, for the last year, I guess, I was basically just sleeping at my parents' house. Like, I wasn't doing much. Like, I really hated it. Like, I didn't feel, I mean, here's therapy session. I didn't that's really what feel is, that's like. What this is all about, yeah. <laughs> I didn't really feel like I was, like, welcome there. So, sure. it was like, you know, I just want to be out. Like, I want to be away from you guys so you're not, like, you not know. Mad at me all bitching the time. At me. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you're not bitching at me all the time. Like, I'll go try to do something, something productive. But it was one of those things where, like, I didn't have a car anymore. So I couldn't like drive to get a job and everywhere near me was all just crap. And it's like, dude, like I'm just tired of this shit. So I ended up getting a job on the beach making tacos, you know, whatever. And like, it, it, you know, just I they saw me doing nothing. And my dad, um, you know, growing me up with punk music and stuff. He also grew up with musicians who were, you know, were playing in local bands and stuff. And he just saw them all burn out. And I think he his biggest thing, he was really yeah, afraid. Yeah. Um, I will throw in that there may have been a tinge of jealousy that I was able to do what I wanted to do and right. be musically inclined because I think he he always wanted to be and he just he wasn't which being left-handed I don't know he I found one day uh some poetry that he had written I think either in high school or like post high school and it's it's crazy to know that my dad's more artistic than had that I thought process, and not not yeah. just an appreciator cuz obviously you listen to the Smiths and stuff like that and you you know, like super indie stuff. Sure. And so obviously he appreciates, but uh, to know that he was creating art more than I knew was cool. Like he used to make fanzines and he used to make, like he was on the tech wave. He's, you know, he created the SharePoint for a whole health insurance company up there. And oh, wow. He's, he's, yeah, he's, you know, he knows what he's doing with that. And he would make all the band like websites. Well, that's what ends first. up happening with the creatives is they go right. into tech and then they end up like running all yeah. these huge companies or building these. And it's, you don't yeah. get to be creative sure. anymore, but yeah. you were able to recognize patterns and do stuff. And I, you know, I realized I get a lot of that from him. And, uh, but it's, yeah. Are you guys close now or? Yeah, we're definitely way cooler now. Okay. Um, so you think the move to Florida helped? Yeah. I mean, showing him that I could get my shit together. How did you pick I mean, Florida? Uh, oh yeah. So back to, I was, I'd been talking to this girl on Tumblr for like two years. Um, we were really good friends and, you know, sort of, you know, exchanged feelings and whatever. And I was just like, well, before they had decided to kick me out, um, she's like, do you want to come spend two weeks down here? And I was like sure and then so she booked me a fucking a greyhound bus 24 hour ride from virginia beach to oh, tampa wow. she fucking picks me up we stay in a hotel for two weeks it was crazy and man my band there the tornadoes they were such douchebags because like dave brocky had just died and yeah. you know we're from virginia like we're all like you know like two degrees of dave brock sure you know so they were like well what if we get tapped to fucking play some memorial show or something and being dicks and yeah. you know 
It was, they were really shitty, but so I come down here for two weeks and then I get back up and my parents are like freaking out. They're like, are you getting paid to go to Florida? I'm like, no, but it's literally no different than being here. It's all I can, expenses yeah, paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I also met another band down here, started making connections before I even knew I was moving. And it was like, dude, like I'm not doing like, it sucks that I was being so productive. Like at the, uh, I'll tell you about the other band I was in at the same time as the Pornados, which we were like. Dude, both of both of these bands were so ready to get to the next level that it sucked that it all just Crashed, came. Yeah. yeah, but now I'm here. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I'd been talking to her and I came down here for two weeks. I get back and actually I was recording with the other band that I was in that I, I have to do a whole introduction. But my dad called me and he's like, hey, uh, a cop just showed up at the house um, with a picture that looks like you in Walmart. I was like, fuck. <laughs> All right. I know what's up. Like, I mean, what sucks is, you know, I'm trying to stay away from my parents doing all the shit. So me and two of my buddies, one being Alex Smith, um, were, um, you know, we we're kind of just staying with Alex's parents and his parents didn't have a whole lot of money. So we were going through Walmart and getting stuff to eat. Yeah. And, you know, I got a job. Didn't have a bank because I'd screwed over so many banks being uh-huh. the smart punk that I was. I was like, I can overdraft like $300. Yeah. They don't even do anything. And we're yeah. like, oh, that's good now. Um, but I would take my check into Walmart, you know, give them my ID, type in my social security number like it was no problem. So now they have all of my information. Right. So they put two and two together and found me. Um, I ended up getting charged, uh, two charges, um, both 30 days. And then the judge is like, uh, I, I I'm going to, you're going to go into holding. And when my docket's clear, you're going to come back and tell me why I should suspend any of this. Right. And I was like, dude, like it really sucked. Cause I was over it. And I was like, I'm remorseful as I possibly can be. Like I'm literally I'm not going to be more remorseful. Well, when it's two my, hours. Yeah. When my dad found out I was getting arrested, yeah. he started giving me a bunch of shit and he was like, all right, you need to be out in 30 days. And I was like, this sucks. So I called her and I was like, Hey, think I could stay there. Like I'm probably going to go to jail for a minute, but I mean, I went in, you know, not knowing anything about legal, not even looking for legal counsel. And I was like, no contest. Like, I'm not, I'm not here to fuck with anybody. I'm not going to try to fight it. Like I was stealing for food and this sucks. So he suspends everything, but four days of the sentence. So I do a night, you know, get let out the next night. And then I basically like six days later, hop on a Greyhound to move down here. What year is that? I was 21, 14, it's been seven. Okay. Seven years ago. Seven years. Yeah. Okay. It's been seven July. It was July, June 30th that I left and it's a 24 hour drive. So I showed up July 1st. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, All right. So, and never look yeah. back or, I mean, was there times I mean, that you. Yeah. I mean, I went back, that was July. Uh, we went back to visit in February with our taxes. Um, and <laughs> you know, and, um, I visited Alec. Um, this is before that I found out. The fallout. This is, right, right. This was the fallout. Okay. Um, and this is okay. So I have to go back and introduce the other band that I was playing. It's called sniffing glue. Okay. And I was playing drums in this band. And so for the longest time, it was just me and our, and Alec singing and playing guitar. And we were trying to be like, like, the queers, but way more beach boys sure. side of it. Sure. So, um, and then he, I mean, he had a whole goal. He was really smart and really, uh, like a visionary. Cause he was like, you know, there's never been a band that went from soft. It got heavier. And he was like, we're going to kind of do that. We're going to go more punk. We're going to start out clean cut 
and, you know, like look punk and whatever, but then progress and get more aggressive. And I was like, damn, that's really good. He had like albums written of this shit. And it was like, dude, like this is really cool. But he was just such a dick. Like, like, you know, like Marilyn Manson is just basically. You know, yeah. You, like he's you, a really you, good the, artist, but yeah. Like just so self-centered. Well, it, like, you know, some might argue that you need that to excel. I, I don't think that's do? true. I, I mean, mean yes, I would point to Bruce to know, Springsteen you know. or some other people who right. happen to be decent, into, or at least I think right. they'll probably come out that he was molesting kids or something. But um, everybody to Bruce these days, you know what I mean? Yet, like, but, who knows? But yeah, I don't think it has yeah. to be. But I think there's quite often that, that you have to know what you have. You know, you well, but but I know, think like you know. like Ryan Adams, uh, mm -hmm. probably not your type of music, but uh, he is a he's the Stephen King of like pretty decent folk rock mm -hmm. music. Right. Uh, he can just turn out. I mean, every mm -hmm. album he puts out is better than ninety percent of the albums that anybody else is putting out. Right, and the guy just. He can write one a week. I mean, it's just right, crazy. Right. But it also turns out that he's like using his position with record labels and stuff to get sex from female artists and saying right. he'll book them on tours, but they have to. No. Way. Yeah. And so Damn. it's this type of thing that it's just like, why can't, you know, why mm. why can't we just have something good without right. all this right. shit in the background? So anyway, it's, so Alec, this is yeah. Alex or Alec? Alec. Okay. With a C. Yeah. So, you know, we're playing or whatever we're putting, man, we, we did everything DIY. This is where we started. Um, um, we would get the little vinyl looking CDs and we would make cardstock, uh, sleeves and everything. And right. we, you know, we were putting out demo CDs and it was crazy. Um, but yeah, when I went back to visit, is all that is all that out there somewhere for? I mean, um, yeah, sniffingglue.bandcamp.com. Sniffing okay, um, Pornado's not anymore. Okay, that's ah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but sniffing glue is still out there to listen to. Um, sniffing glue with only one G between sniffingandglue.bandcamp.com. Okay. Right. If you want to listen to it, I think the recording, the recording quality is better on the second run of the demos, but the mixing is worse. Okay. And the recording quality on the first demos is worse, but the mixing is better. We did it all with a rock band mic. Okay. So, well, there you go. Um, when you listen to it, you know, uh, keep that in mind, but it's still, it's very passable. Thing. Sure. Sure. Um, but yeah, so we go back in February and I'm showing my wife around and it had snowed the night before and Wait froze a second. over. She's your wife now? She is my wife now. Yes. Okay. Yes. Was she your um, wife at the time? No. Okay. No, shortly after. Okay. Um, April 20th of that year. Okay. Because, uh, yeah. Um, 420. <laughs> I, 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 I do oh, criminal yeah. defense. I, I'm well aware. <laughs> um, so we're going back. You know, I'm showing her all around. And it sucks because it's like frozen. Everything's frozen. We don't even really have transportation. But I'm going like there like every day to practice. I booked a show. We were going to be there for like a week. I actually think we booked like two weeks maybe, which was a huge mistake. I think even a week was too long if that was how long it was. But um, as we're going over there to practice and he ends up like stealing, um, you know, product from me. Mm -hmm. and I was like, damn, dude, like I'm, I'm honestly at the point where like I got out, I got serious. Like this is just stupid. Like integrity is just here for me at this point. And like, the fact that I would come here like on vacation, like doing well, trying to hook you up with everything. And like, you do that. We're just yeah. in a different place. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to bring it up. And so like after the gig, I dropped off his drum set. I went home and never talked to him again. And he texted me to grow up. I was like, well, if, if I needed to hear anything, yeah, <laughs> that was it. So <laughs> that was done. I had reached out to the Pornados about doing a show while I was in town and they didn't want anything to do with me. 
So whatever. So like, you, had, you had closed that chapter effectively. Yeah. I mean, it sucked because like I had just put out our recordings that we had recorded right before I left and it just sucked. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like. Timing so, is everything. I mean, you yeah. look at all these bands who put out albums like in March of 2020 and they never got mm -hmm. the tour behind them. And yeah. it's like, we spent all that fucking time right. writing and recording and right. wanted to play this for people. And now only 18 months later, are right. they getting to play this stuff and they're already working on new albums or whatever the case may right. be. So yeah, no, for sure. So, all right. So you're down here now in Florida, mm -hmm. Tampa specifically, or, um, I moved originally to like Dunedin and then we were in Clearwater and now we're up in like holiday. Okay. So, okay. Pinellas to Pasco. And are you working during the day too or straight um, No, during the day I've been the, the stay at home dad kind okay. of thing. How um, many do you have? Just one. Okay. How old? Uh, five. How has that changed so, your life? Less weed? <sighs> <laughs> Probably more weed, to be honest. <laughs> Those are some I headaches. I wish you could see man. his face. <laughs> Those are some headaches. Yeah. Uh, but, What's um, uh, boy, girl? Boy. What's his yeah. name? Oliver. Oliver. So, Pretty rad, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, I'm very lucky. He's already into music. He's yeah. into everything I am. Sure. So it's very cool. Uh, you know, he's, he likes, I just got a skateboard a couple weeks ago and he likes to watch me do that. Right. Like, I'm afraid for him to try it, but I have to. So, so obviously, if you look at the album cover, skateboarding right. has been in your life in some regard. Was that something you've always yeah. done, or is that something you were, um, came later to the game on, or? Um, maybe a little bit late. Like I probably didn't start. Uh, I mean, it was like middle school. So yeah. I mean, it was like I, I, mean, I skated that's... for a little bit. I was never really very good. Um, you know, I'd skate with people who were way better than me. But did you get introduced to that lifestyle and that music when you were doing it? Because that, that's always the brilliant thing about um, skateboarding to me. Yeah. I mean, oh. my dad, like, I, I watched, like, Dogtown and Z-Boys yeah, and yeah. stuff with my dad. Like, all that. Like, I, you know, I grew up knowing about Stacy Peralta sure. and not thinking Tony Hawk was a poser. Yeah. And, you know, because, you know, my dad's, you know, corporate and whatever. So, he's as poser as you can get. Yeah. You know, just like you. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? So, 100%. like, you know. <laughs> I, wear, I wear it like a badge, though. That's, <laughs> right. That's, that's, my, that's so, my, like, my gig. I know. You know, I know there's a place in everything in the. It sucks when people equate financial freedom with whatever else they, whatever. So um, I, you know, I grew up really. I mean, at least well-rounded, knowing the stuff like that, knowing that you don't have to just be a degenerate to skate. And, sure. You know, so um, you know, I, I had vans growing up almost exclusively. Right. So right. yeah, I mean, that was a pretty early thing that I want to do. My dad surfs. Um, you know, so he taught me how to surf. That now, was, now is he still in Virginia Beach? Or yeah, yeah. Where do they? They is that where they surf? Or yeah, um, there's a decent, decent surf scene up there. Yeah, actually, there's one of the better uh, surf competitions, the East Coast Surfing Championships. That's is the water just up like there. freezing up there? Um, not during the summer. Oh, okay, no, it's, it's okay. actually pretty nice. Is it? Um, there's better waves in the winter though, which sucks. You just um, gotta wear that thick wetsuit. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me uh, what happens with your music after being in Florida. Kind of where do you go? You've tornadoes are over. Um, it's weird. Lose over. You got a yeah. Wife I'm solo on the again. Way. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm solo again. Um, I started writing some stuff. Um, I started playing little places. Uh, somebody listening might know about the Goat House okay. in Odessa. That was the big like younger like show. People hang out like a lot of high school type. Um, right. And like indie, you know, bands like that. Um, and then they shut down probably a couple years after I was in. Um, and I hopped on bass with a band called Open Box Policy. 
who had been playing <laughs> around a, a lot. <laughs> yeah, they were <laughs> blink. Yeah. Just blink. Yeah. Um, so I booked them a tour with a band called the Bakers from Ohio. And we had four dates in Florida. They got through two, dropped me off at home and said, fuck this. So they were not about the work at all. Right. They were, they were just some spoiled, you know, like whatever. Like I was spoiled, you know what I mean? But I know that if I want something, I got to, you got to, you got to, you got to bust ass, especially in something like this, man, you got to bust ass. Yeah. yeah, It's, it's so much work. Yeah. So I was like, well, I mean, I literally have no money to my name and I'm hungry as fuck. Sure. Drop me off. I don't care. I'm still willing to go to the next two stops, but yeah, we have one car and right. (laughs) Right. So. So yeah, it was a lot of solo stuff. I'm trying to remember. I played drums in a band called Candor Rat that was very Nirvana. Um, they were like grunge, like Nirvana whole okay. stuff like that. Sure. Um, that was fun. Um, I was booking a lot with them. We did sort of the same thing. Uh, we played Tampa. We played at Pegasus, the old Pegasus in Tampa. And then we drove eight hours to Panama immediately after that show. Um recorded uh like three songs in the morning uh video performances for a youtube channel called the little room in florida i think that's still on there Um, yeah uh we recorded that and then we played a show that night and all of my grievances came out for their bass player because (laughs) well the singer and the bass player were boyfriend and girlfriend okay Oh, already I'm, I'm I join. Oh, I'm a yeah. new guy. She's super lazy. Doesn't want to How do could anything. that not go well? I know, right? <laughs> she just wanted to be in her boyfriend's cool punk rock band and didn't yeah. do anything. And so, you know, like just tired of her always being like super disrespectful. Like she would like steal shit from me too. It was super weird. Like I can't call him out because it's two against one at that right, point. Right, like right. I just want to be in the band. And so we did that. We drove home and called it quits because my son was about to be born anyway. So I was going to have to take... You know, however long off. For sure. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I mean, from there, it basically just went down. I started making tapes for a band, for a couple bands. Um, I actually had been doing that while I was in Candorat and then my son was born and I just couldn't keep up with it. Like it was just, there was no time. Like I couldn't make tapes and hit the stop button and he would wake up. Like I literally had no time and he like, he had to be held as a child. Like he was like nonstop like right just whatever so i mean that's a process you know i mean Mm -hmm. no matter how you live your life prior to having a child whether you consider yourself a uh, a generous person or a selfish person nothing prepares you for yeah you you know there's no you got to stop what you're doing and so everything like you have to completely stop everything you're doing i i I had this i was going to retire i had this idea for something called the shitter sitter and it was, it was something you could put the kids in for 10 minutes so you could go to the bathroom without worrying about them hurting themselves. <laughs> Dude, that's perfect. Well, when you're single, I mean, you can, mm. you can knock out, you know, a couple, couple chapters of the Bible while you're in there. Oh, you yeah. Know, yeah. You know, but with a kid, it's like, Dude. literally, you're lucky you if you even, can even yeah, finish your business. Right. You got to get in and get out. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, I know I can definitely see how that would put a, put a harsh on so, producing yeah. new music. But... The flip side is, in my experience, and maybe the same for you, is the colors are richer, the tastes are better, the emotions yeah. are are more, uh, you know, sharp. When you have children, you kind of there's a little bit more gravity to what you feel about everything. Yeah, I and mean, so I have to imagine that that impacts your writing and your 
creativity in some sort of meaningful way. Yeah. I mean, like he, he, I mean, at least personally, he makes me appreciate more because kids are excited about everything. Plus, don't you want to be a better person now because of him? Yeah. Like, I mean, you don't want to When it's just you, it's like, who gives a shit? But when it's them, it's like, well, I don't want to be an asshole. Like, you know, I'm, I'm the dad, you know, I got to gotta right. get my shit together so yeah i mean especially when you see them start copying your behaviors and it's like oh, oh man yeah, like, like i don't I, want him to be yeah no like, i gotta i gotta shut that you're down. gonna get your ass beat bro <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> let me tell you why that's a bad idea right so, anyway well so what's the genesis of rat i mean you told me the name already um, but like do you <laughs> do you staff that band or is it just um, people that get together do you have an idea of like this is what i want the sound to be or this is who i want to sound like or anything like that it's it's evolved honestly Honestly, so I I joined this band called we were called Ashes Over Atlantis when we first started and they were looking for a bass player and they were like almost like a data remembery sort of pop punk sure um sort of old school big wig type stuff in there like blinky ish and so we were playing shows and they were younger kids so I thought they were going to have the drive and stuff they were both like 20 and I started booking like out of town shows and we played two and the, the, the last show that we played the, the drummer, like I had a blown tire in my driveway and I was like, Hey man, do you think I could pay you come down here? Like grab my tire. We'll go to this tire shop down the street, you know, get the thing switched out. He's like, yeah, all right. And we keep all the equipment in his house. And I was like, all right, so I'll meet you at your house oh, man. or I'll, I'll follow you there or whatever. And he's I like, well, this is going. Yeah, he's like, well, we can meet up at this time or whatever um, and get our stuff. And he's like, hey, um, do you guys mind coming earlier? Because me and my girlfriend are going to, we got to do something before the show. Like, All right, yeah, sure. So we get there and he's like, yeah, she she's going to go look at this car. I was like, dude, we're playing Cape Coral tonight. It's noon. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> You want to look at a car? Like when she gets off work at four? <laughs> like you have no, why is it show day? Why is it always show day? That's something stupid and just like ridiculous. And it's like, why would you pick today out of all? It's not going to be there tomorrow. It's really not going to be there. <laughs> like, so they're all talking about how they're going to be late. Like he's about to bail. My guitarist is about to bail. And I had booked us a campsite for that night because I, whatever, dude, I was going to stay there. I'll rough it. Me and my wife are doing the whole thing. She's, by the way, she's the most supportive on board with all of this shit. And it's the coolest thing ever. That's and I can't rad. be that's more excellent. grateful. That's a big, that's like, a big asset. Dude, it's that's the big... only reason I can do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's such a huge part, but so she's all on board with it and they're talking about less than ideal circumstances. And I like, I went off on them before I was like, we're not canceling this gig. Like I literally don't have anything else going. Like that, that's what sucks about me and bands is like this, my, my band is my ticket out every yeah. single time. Like I'm going to put everything I have no matter what. Cause that's the only thing I know how to do. Like, I don't, I'm not good at jobs like at all. No jobs. <laughs> so, you know, they're talking about this. They do this thing. They're bitching the whole time. They finally agree that they're all going to show up and do it and give the worst performance ever. And I don't know if you've seen videos of us performing, but if you see how I move, I move like that. With this band. Sure. You know, just playing bass and I could do more. Right. So they're, you know, they drive back and I just booked us a gig at a bar to do a pop punk cover gig. You know, we could make some money for recording and we can do this and that. And um, my our drummer is like, hey, man, um, after the stress of the last show, I don't really, really want to do any more out of town shows. 
but I'm really excited for this next gig because I really need some money. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you're not going to, like, you're literally taking advantage of me at that point. Like, no, you're using me. No. Yeah. So, like, if you're not going to do the real work, and it's got to be reciprocal, it can't just be one way. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm literally pulling the entire weight of this band on bass. Like, yeah. and so I had been jamming with people trying to get this rap thing going. Cause I'm like, man, like I'm tired of it. Like I have this whole album that I just, I want to fucking record this, this thing we just put out. I've been working on it for 10 years. And I'm like, dude, I want to get a band together. I have a house. I have a practice space. I can get people. We can do this shit. So I had a drummer and I had, um, I had a bass player at the time and we had, we were just about to introduce our new guitar player and start practicing. And as soon as our drummer hit me up about that, I hit the group chat with, with the wrath band. And I was like, Hey, uh, you guys want to learn a bunch of covers in like two weeks. Cause I would much rather do this with my own shit and do it. And they were like, I'm sure <laughs> I was like, let's do it. So we had a drummer for that show. So it's um, like 2016, 2017. No, this was April. Uh, this year, April of this year. Holy shit! Okay, that's right now. Okay, uh, I started playing with Farewell Atlantis maybe November of last year. Okay, um, and yeah, that went to shit over just a couple of months. Um, and you know, Wrath. It was just going to be Wrath. I wanted a solo with a backing band. You know, the whole thing. It was originally going to be a lot more. Just here's my stuff. I like your style. Play on top of it. You know, we'll see where it goes. And especially because I had so much written. And ready to go when I first put the band together, it was a lot more directional. And I, we have molded a lot more to be more collaborative um, in the process where I still, you know, I still basically write the songs because it was still a vision in the beginning. And it's, you know, I still wanted to have a certain sound and direction, at least until everybody can figure it out because like you know it's only hitting me now that i was talking to you about playing bass with you yeah i i totally remember that yeah <laughs> i was like i would love yep. to but i don't see any way my wife's gonna let me drive right, the, the way our schedule is yeah you know what i mean yeah like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's but, crazy but i remember and i and i played your stuff for for uh greg from wolf face and i'm trying to remember now because he had a very distinct tell me Tell me, tell me what Wolfface said about us. It wasn't bad. It was good. I need to know. No, no, I'm excited. I'm. So I'll have stoked. to go back and look. But there was a band that he he said this specifically reminds me of this. Damn. Well, now we got to hit him up, Greg Wolf. What's up? <sighs> <laughs> Who was it? It wasn't Bad Religion, but it was. Um, I. You know it. what's hilarious? I put out a Bad Religion cover. Says I think in, I told you I thought you sounded like thing. Bad Religion. So many people said that song sounded like Bad Religion. Right. And I was like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shifty eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, God, I'll have, to, I'll have to look. I have like 10 different chains going it's so with funny. Wolf Face no, guys. But I, I, if, I, if I can come upon what it was, that, that, that this is all. Getting yeah. old sucks, man. Your brain just doesn't work like it used to. But in and any event. Way smaller world than you well, you realize too, I, that's until, what this, that's what this whole like, podcast has been with me is it's just been, you know, I didn't know anybody before this. Like I knew lawyers and I right. knew like my, <laughs> like, like my kids, friends, parents. Right. But you know, I just happened to, he was a attorney too. And we went and had a business lunch and we were talking and he's yeah. like, 
you know, by the way, you know, I have this side thing that I do and he's telling me about it. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. That's the coolest thing ever. And so I started talking to him and I was kind of friends with Ray Roa from Creative Loafing mm-hmm. and they do a lot yeah, of the music yeah. stuff. So I'd meet them and they're like, oh, well, you got to talk to Jeremy Gloth or you got to talk to Dave Decker. Or you got to talk to <laughs> yep. Tom at, at Crowbar. Mm-hmm. You got to talk. And so through doing that, it was every, every person, I'm like turning them out. I was like, okay, who do I need to talk to? And it's like, right. and as you do it on a long enough period, you start to think, see, oh, yeah, I know this guy. I grew up with him. And like, mm-hmm. you know, Sam Otis Salgado from 81 Bay used to play in a band with Woody Bond, who's in vacancy and who plays right. with the Scott Two Network and plays at the Performing mm-hmm. Arts Center. And this guy films you know so it right. very much is that way but it's been this kind of uh discovery process of lifting up all these rocks and seeing how everything kind of right. weaves together so uh this album that you've been working on for 10 years so right. this was your baby before you had any band members yeah pretty much i mean like i well i had written a lot of it with the pornados and they just couldn't get serious at all. Like they were older guys when I was in it. They were like fifties. But tell the listener, tell the the list, just the the one listener. <laughs> um, like it, 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 you know, for a reference point, I'm a big mm-hmm. reference point person, and right. I think some musicians don't like that because it's like, no, this is my sound. <laughs> this isn't that. But right, anytime I'm describing a band for somebody, I'm like, think this with this, or this and this mm-hmm. and this. So that's how I am able to communicate about music. And you know, there's there's two bands that come up a ton when I'm talking to musicians in here. And a lot of it's depending on how old they are. Uh, <laughs> you're going to be probably on the younger end, but a lot of the, there's a lot of people who learned to play their instruments by listening to Dookie. They just, they listen yeah. to that album, mm. they learn to play it and that sent them down a path. The right. older guys, there's like Sam, I am and some of these other, you know, right. That's kind of right. their, their mm. version of it. But those two, cause it just happens that a lot of the people that are in here, are more of the, some fall on the spectrum of punk, either the poppier side or the less right. poppier side. Right. And obviously those bands are maybe on the poppier side, but mm. you know, you don't usually come in with the hardest stuff. You like, you know, you right, come in on the, right. well, this is on the radio. Who do they like? Oh, they like these guys. These guys aren't on the radio. So I listen to this guy. It's right. like, oh, they like this guy. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you kind of reverse engineer to Gigi Allen or to whoever right, the case may be. Right. It's like, they didn't even really do songs. They just threw shit at people and had sex right. on stage. Yeah. But that, that's pretty rad too. So, you know, right. but uh, for, for, for the sound that you came up with that became Wrath and the Wise Guys, like mm-hmm. what were your reference points? Um, a lot of Dead Boys. Okay. Um, you mentioned I was Dead watching Boys. a lot of CBGB okay. stuff then. So a lot of that Black Flag, like sure. hardcore, anything Keith Morris touched. But you so guys are off. a little bit more mel- melodic than that, I would say. And there's a little bit we're moving more, but Keith Morris is very he, his vocal style is where I get a lot of mine sure. because he's very melodic with his vocals yeah. over like Henry Rollins. Sure. Yeah. Um so I get a lot from that, even like Circle Jerks, um off. I was listening to a lot of off then. Um even uh like uh, the Runaways. Yeah. At that point, listening to a lot of like seventies, sure, like late seventies, early eighties, like proto punk type stuff. Sure. Um, and was the was there themes to the songs, or was it just kind of whatever, just a collaboration or whatever? Um, for the most part, it's just dirty rock and roll. It okay. was just you know, like it was. I mean, there's obviously a lot of political driven stuff. Um, there's that. There's I mean a lot of drug reference. So it's just. What's pissed what's, off punk? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like what's just your the, feeling? What's the in front basic of you? ethos of punk yeah, in yeah. general? Yeah. So this um, starts this year. This starts kind of 
when we thought COVID was tailing off. Yeah, yeah. We really hit that wave of reopening yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, we've taken full advantage of that. And you, um, you were you were going through it with me before we got on the mics. Uh, you know, you guys are playing almost every week, it, it seems like, or, or pretty close. Six, six shows between now this and the end month. Of the, uh, this, wow. This month. We took November and December off. But that well, sharpens. I didn't. That but. sharpens your sword, though. I mean, you got to be. That's you know, the goal. Yeah. That, I mean, every we all need a vacation. Sure. First, um, we're all you know we have respective actual vacation time <laughs> like, yeah, dialed yeah. in. But yeah, we um the the plan, um, uh, I you know I won't say it on social media or anything, but I'll say it here exclusive. We're definitely planning on um recording. So that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Uh, we I would like to get a single out. My my first original single, twenty one years. You know, I have the song. It's fucking, it's great production, um, but it is just me. Right. And it's programmed drums. So I want to get the band, you know, re-put out that single, hopefully put out a split. And um, I'd been thinking about asking, uh, you know, we were talking about Wolfface mm. there. I, I love everything that they're doing. They're great. Yeah. They're active, you know, just like us. They're, it's, it's a breath of fresh air and rock and roll. Right. It's very you know, balls out like it used to be and not, I give them tons of unsolicited advice on what they should be doing next. Like I, I, I've been begging them to do a cover of love gun by kiss. Cause I just, I just think that would be fucking sick. And and I, I actually, I'll, I'll, send it to you when i find it but i did a mock-up of like the destroyer album but with the wolf face guys on it i think dude did i see that you might have i might i think i think, I think I he posted that. every now and again i come up with something good and then yeah. post it. but like uh you know they do fest and mm-hmm. so they've done uh they usually play two nights and one night is the a cover the cover mm-hmm. so they've done i think they've done jawbreaker Ooh. they've done that's a favorite up there. black flag uh, the last fest they did Misfits, which you can watch on YouTube, which is fucking sick. I feel and like then, I saw one song off of that. All yeah. right. Uh, and uh, they're, they're, I don't, I think they've announced. They did. I can't remember. It's Minor who Threat. It is. So I'm sorry. It, I'm sorry if I, if oh, I'm okay. No, that's, that's dope. And, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and then there's a, there's, I, I have it on good authority that there's going to be a kind of interesting uh, encore to that show. Which, don't say it, but just if you interesting. Think, well, I mean, I don't know it, but if Ian McKay is going to hop up on stage, I mean, well, no, but 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 <laughs> but you know, it's that's you, as interesting as it gets. For well, me. I'll tell I'll tell you off here, but so okay, anyway, okay. Um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. So wow, so you guys got six shows. You got a you got a vacation coming up. You planning on writing and recording again soon? Yeah, and I mean, we've any got... other projects, side projects, or, or you got as much as you can handle at the moment. Probably. I, I, I have side projects. You have a, you have have a, you have a problem saying no, don't secret, you? It's secret not dreams. Even, yeah. It's not even saying no. I have so many ideas of my own. Say no to yourself. I know, it's like right, you yeah, can't even help yourself. That's really it. Yeah. I just, I get, I'm, you know, manic depressive. So sure. I get these waves. Of, you need that I dopamine. I need, yeah. I need something new. I can't stop. I have so many things that it's just like, dude, I got to get it out. And so we're taking a break, but I decided to book a week long tour back up to Virginia beach in December. Cause See the parents pay for I can't it. stop. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I, what's that going to be covers or just, uh, uh, no, uh, it's going to be a lot of the solo stuff that I wrote that we play now. Um, have it, you like, heard the Buzz Osborne's solo stuff? Like when he does a solo acoustic stuff or when no. they just put up. Yeah. So he's got, he's got a couple of sets and I think, 
I think he did a solo just recently, but I also know the Melvin's most recent album is their original lineup, and I think it's all acoustic. So it's like stand-up bass. and Wow. Yeah, so acoustic Melvin's is pretty badass. You should I take a to listen to that out. if you're going to okay. be going up, up north yeah. doing stuff by yourself. Um, I mean, there are going to be – I've selected quite a few fun and interesting covers to do. Um, That's I'm, the best. You know, I'll pull out the classics for uh, you know of mine, like, you know, 21 Years and Anarchy United and – um, I'm working on some new stuff. I am uh, writing and rehashing some some acoustic tracks that I am. The goal is to put out in an album um, and have CDs exclusive for this tour and and stuff like that. Um, Sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah, um, I, you'll have to let me know when these other things come to fruition. Yeah, yeah there's a lot more. Um, I mean, there's yeah, super secret side project. Um, the acoustic thing is going to be really cool. So one of the kind of things that I wrap up with more in recent shows is first concert, best concert. And it's not a hard, hard guideline, but you know, okay. uh, so first concert spice girls. Nice. Yeah. Uh, by themselves or did they have someone cool? Like, you know, 98 Honestly, degrees opening for them. Or? Well, I was going <laughs> to follow it up with the first concert I remember. Okay. All I, all I know is that I went to that show. Okay. You know, my parents have the ticket stub. They tell me about it, whatever. The first one I remember was Toby Keith. Okay. Which, yeah, I was into it at the time. It's very whatever. Like, I grew up, like, my mom's very weird. She listened to, like, the classic rock, but I guess it's basic, like, redneck light. You know, you listen to the Toby Keith type stuff and Def Leppard and, you know. I have seen Cannibal Corpse. I have seen Ooh. Slayer. I have seen the Butthole Surfers. I've seen Guar. Uh, I've war. seen Mastodon multiple times. I've seen the loudest show I've ever been to in my life. The loudest was Garth Brooks. Really? And I didn't even like Garth Brooks. He's the most produced. He started this whole yeah, yeah, country this Walmart country. revelation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but I went with a buddy of mine who was getting into it. And I was like, I'll, I'll go drink beer and fucking hang out. <laughs> I mean, whatever. he's funny. Like he, put, it was a, th it was a, he, it was, I, he puts on a show, but literally the hair like, on my legs. This was at, well, it wasn't Amelie at, at then, but Amelie, and I'm like fifth, like the, like the, the, it's not the 50 yard line in hockey, the midline or whatever, <laughs> you know, like up in the second section. And literally the hairs on my legs are like pulsating with the wow. bass from the music. I was like, you know, when you get to a concert, like before it starts, sometimes mm -hmm. you're like kind of cold and you're shaking a little yeah. bit and you're like kind of waiting. You know, right, I, I, right, think, right, right. I think the bigger bands like the adrenaline, I have this conspiracy theory that there's been studies and research done on ways to build um, excitement in a crowd. You're not with, wrong with at all. Like, oh, yeah, little one off sounds and things that you think is mm -hmm. them starting the set yep. or. Oh, yeah. Maybe they'll fuck with the dimmer switch on the light real quick. And you're like, <gasps> you yeah. know, it's no, like, oh, no, that wasn't it. And then you hear something. It sounds like a guitar plug in and you're like. <gasps> Oh no, that's not it. You're like yeah. by, by the time they start, you're just it's like the right. ice when it all clumps up in the glass and then just fucking smashes yeah. into your face. Yeah. You're just like, oh, you know, and it doesn't There's, even matter what they're playing. But that's why people. That's why ticket prices are so expensive, honestly, because there's literally so much down to the the nail, like planned out. And, yeah, and, and at that curated. point, not just not sure. just the fire, you know, oh, like for sure. every every little piece while you're sitting there waiting, they know exactly to the minute when he's gonna come out. Yeah. They, you know, they have it all planned out. You're never waiting longer than, yeah. I mean, Axl Rose is a different that's, story. That's yeah, a different sure, story. Sure. But yeah, like these people know down to the second when he's going to walk out on stage. So they do. 
And it's very rare that I see it. I, I, I go a lot and I see where this money was spent, but I, I don't think it was worth it. I'm an unapologetic Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. I'll, I'll defend them. I'll defend <laughs> okay. them to my dying day. Uh, I never got to see them in the incarnation of when I truly l- adored them, which was, you know, um, Blood Sugar Sex Magic mm-hmm. and uh, Mother's Milk, you know, that mm-hmm. that and before. Right. Uh, so when I saw them, it was the the most recent guitars before they got Frushanti back. And I love Frushanti. But anyway, mm-hmm. when they came to Amelie, they had this thing where they had all these light bulbs on these cords, like probably like 50 across and 100 back. And they were each on their own pulley. And so they could make the lights go like this. And it was literally like this. The, the people on the floor looked like they were underwater with like a wave Whoa. of light under them. And it was the like baby metal open for them and i was like no that is way. i was like that is the most dog shit horrible thing in the world like i, I was so <laughs> i was like fuck this i'm not even paying attention to this oh, and no. then the peppers came on and i really i really enjoyed the set i mean even their bad stuff i like but the show was like one of the most amazing live yeah. shows that i'd seen and my first concert was the rolling stones wow. steel wheels at the old at the old uh sombrero and, okay. and they had inflatable hookers on the side of the stage <laughs> just crazy awesome. shit yeah so anyways Toby Keith was the first one you remembered. Spice Girls was my official. Your Actually, official what was person. cool about Toby Keith was I saw it was I love Brad, it. That was the same show. I think that would be crazy. <laughs> yeah. But Brad Paisley opened for Toby Keith, who's an amazing and, guitarist. Yeah, and this was his first. Like this was his first album had come out, so sure. he's gaining. And he's yeah, this was before he was playing Hot for Teacher live. But I have a dude, signature uh, Brad Paisley telly that's a sparkle telly. I love dude, that guitar. He's really good. Like yeah. super under. It's. It's crazy how people can judge musicians based on the band they play in. Yeah. And it's like, dude, he's not even showing you. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> a lot of country musicians, yeah. like, they oh, could yeah. very easily be doing yeah. other stuff and they're just not. But I, right. I still, I just, I, have, I can't. It, Walmart country to me I just reminds yeah. me of the yeah. of the GOP and just <laughs> all the things I don't like, like about this country. Ugh, and yeah. I grew up in Virginia Beach. Uh, we, uh, they try to stay semi-rural. We have what's called the green line, which splits the, the city in half and everything south of it. If you develop, you have to dedicate twice as much space to like wetlands. So it, it, stays, it can never become as dense as the other part. Right. But they're still spoiled rich kids. Yeah. And so it's, it's those exact they just have nicer pickup trucks. People. Oh, yeah. oh dude, <laughs> yeah. it's disgusting. Nicer shotguns. Nicer you know, I'm going trucks. mudding yeah. in my, my $30,000 yeah. truck. Like, yeah. My Mercedes Jeepster. You've never Jeepster. worn a pair yeah. of boots. Right. Like, well, that's why I see Ron DeSantis walking around in cowboy boots. I was like, motherfucker, you're from Dunedin. <laughs> dude, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like <laughs> those cost as much as my house. What yeah. are you talking about, yeah. man? Like. Yeah. So, all right. Well, best concert. Best concert. Oh, man. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be one. It's I mean, if, crazy. if there's a couple. I know. I've seen, I mean, I, I go back to the Goo Goo Dolls a lot because they play perfectly live. I mean, I, I'll have to go through a couple shows. I've seen them in arenas and I've seen them in a 500 cap room and it was so cool. Right. Um, they play perfectly every time. Super personable. I've met them. Super awesome. Um I guess Kiss and Motley Crue are up there on the list for sure. Kiss puts on the same show every time, so sure. it's a little, you know, it's like a, it's like the Chuck E. Cheese show. It's just right. I mean, <laughs> you know what you're getting, but, but it's but, always amazing. Well, sure, like, but I mean, so how many shows like, have they played at this point? Right, like right. they could mail it in, and they, you know, know what they're it, doing. Yeah, 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 right. And I'm, I'm sure they do. Yeah, honestly, at this point, besides Paul Stanley, because he, I mean, he loves to hear yeah, himself. He likes being a, yeah. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah I mean, great front man though. That's what it takes. Yeah, it takes that little egotism. Yeah, but 
Um, Motley Crue is great because it's a different show every time. And I, I mean, I saw Vince Neil in his his bigger times, and he he still pulled it. Yeah. When I saw him a couple times, so it was good. I, I saw him for the first time when Saints of Los Angeles had just come out. So that was a really fun set. Sure. Um, and I just just discovered the Carnival of Sins, uh, uh, show that they recorded, and that was so much fun. You read the book and um, watched the 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 movie and all that stuff. Um, I I have read Heroin Diaries. I haven't read The Dirt, but I watched The Dirt. Um, it was cool, but I thought production wise, it was going to be more like Rockstar. Yeah. You know, they did movies differently yeah. before, like all this made for Netflix stuff. Yeah. It, it makes everything look so small. Sure. And like Rockstar was giant productions. That yeah. was the real thing. It was Steel Dragon, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I was a little disappointed, but it definitely had the raw energy. And I it, mean, they had Ozzy snorting ants off the pool deck. That was, and pissing. Yeah. You know, it, and it's David Lee Roth doing like, coke over in the corner. And and it, yeah. It really did. I feel like the production grew with the movie as, as it went on. So I really, I mean, maybe it did capture how they did start as such a small I love band when on they, the strip. I love the first time they had McMars play with them in the apartment. And they're He's playing like, live this bar. guy's not going to fucking cut it. Yeah. He's well, like, he's got like scoliosis and his knees hurt and everything. But then they start playing. And when they start playing, the girl, the girlfriend realizes at that moment that she's lost her boyfriend forever. Yep. It's like, yeah, this is, you know, he's, he's in the music. He's, he's gone now. Yeah. It was pretty. Hey, McMars was a fucking alien <laughs> and, and every That's sense my of favorite the, line yeah yeah, yeah. Like, well well i love that he was played by the the, the villain the the villain from uh game of thrones yeah I'm trying to remember what that guy's name is anyway um so so is that your best goo goo dolls motley crew kiss my wife took me to green day okay and i was sad that they had they didn't play any of their old like their super old stuff but i found out that they had played a live stream show that morning like in their little practice space in tampa um for a, like a hurricane benefit that had just gone through i think it was for haiti or either it was haiti or texas i don't know texas i feel like texas was getting hit really hard right then and uh, them and alice cooper are two shows i've cried at really um yeah it Music played to absolute perfection. Have you seen their cover? I think it's Hybrid Moments on YouTube. I've seen. I was it them or was it the, the his cover ups band? Maybe it was. was them. It was. It's, it's them in the studio. Yep. It's a studio video. I, think it's black I, and I white. believe. I yeah yeah yeah. They fucking like. Yeah, dude, he, they're great. They're amazing. Like they're yeah. they're the. Like there's they, nothing they can't do. They're like John five to me. The, all they want to do is play music and they do it all day, every day. And that's all they do. I just can't get like, behind. Like they're amazing musicians and I really respect that they, what they do. You know, I'm, I'm a good deal older than you. So, you know, I, I was getting into green day through like operation Ivy and right. Murphy's law and all this mm. stuff. So it was even the album. I'm trying to remember is it not green, green mine was dinosaur junior, but there was a, what was the, it was the album right before Dookie, and it's got like Kerplunk. a girl on the cover. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was when I I started becoming. That's aware on of repeat them. in my car right now. Is it really? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But then they started. It almost seemed like they were writing musicals every album. You know, it was getting to be like these like rock. It operas. became art. Yeah, it, it just became art, and that's almost where it's like it's even more respectable to me. They said, "Fuck all of our fans." Yeah, I don't care. I'm just gonna write what do I want. What I want to do. Did you hear the story of American Idiot? Uh-uh. They got into the studio. Recorded a whole album and the masters got stolen. So there's a missing. There's a whole Green Day album that's gone. And they were like, Billy Joe was like, go in there and write a 30 second song, yeah. a story song. And he just started it. And honestly, it it kills me that people are like, oh, they went so pop. And it's like on their first political album. Yeah. 
That album was more political than anything they put. Everything before was super poppy. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, because it sounds good. Right. Like I don't. So it's a, it's a fair point. That, you know. Well, I think here's here's you mentioned you called me a poser earlier, and <laughs> and so I think that I rally against being a poser by seeing how gnarly of a band that I can get into. So like <laughs> Elliot and I have, you know, he had me listening to Jarhead Fertilizer and, okay. you know, like we got yeah. Pig Destroyer playing and, okay. you Hell know, yeah. going into, you know, Gaza and all just mm-hmm. this stuff that's like, oh yeah, I mean, and that, so I, so it's me like, well, I'm not a poser because I, you know, so right. I, I think yeah. we're, we're probably most guys that I grew up with are probably loving, you know, American, you know, they're driving right. around and it's like, oh, this is rad. So right. in any event, it's probably just my own projecting my own no, deficiencies. No, I mean, like, I hear it all the time and it's so weird. And I'm just like, man, for, for people who go out and you, people who complain about Green Day for literally anything in the book. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I used to see him for $5. And I remember when they were doing the Fugazi thing and they would never charge more than $5. Right. And I'm like. And I paid a hundred dollars to see them, Weezer and Fallout Boy put on the best shows in the world, plus the interrupters and fuck them. And it's like, are you aware of inflation? Do you even understand? Not <laughs> the even economy. just inflation. Yeah. <laughs> you know how many people they are giving jobs, right? And you're mad, yeah, that they're paying thousands of people every show, yeah. to do jobs, jobs you want, by the way, yeah. And you're mad, yeah. Like it's not just fire. It's the people selling, you know, people, the people that are selling merch, all these texts, all these people making sure the show goes perfectly so they don't have to do anything but play. But play, yeah. And you're mad that, you know, it cost, it's like, I forgot, it's like 70 grand just to rent out the stadiums that they're playing right now. Right. And like. It's ridiculous. If you want to see big shows and music played to perfection, if you want to see punk shows, stay with the local bands. Yeah. That's fine. You can still do it every single day, but you won't. Yeah. And that's what sucks. Yeah. You're going to bitch about Green Day and you still won't even support your you local You have that available to you and you won't. And that's and... why I'm into both. Yeah. I want to, I, I egotistical as hell. I want to be as big as Green Day on my own terms. I want to do it just like they did. Mm-hmm. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. There. Getting to make art every single day the way that you want to and people appreciating it. There's no selling out. People are buying your things. Right. He never, like, Billy Joe has never played into a producer. Sure. Like, it's just his stuff. Right. Like, and if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. And that's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, the fact that he is able to write so consistently that he's got four other side projects the band put out three albums at, in the same year at the same time. You know what right, I mean? Like right, they're, right. they're crazy. Like how yeah. do you do that? Like it, it's only jealousy. Yeah. I can, that's the only thing I can ever put it on is like, you definitely wish you were there. Yeah. Like, well, no, I, I mean, that's definitely you know, a valid take and, but, and one I could, I could completely <laughs> understand. I always have to parse out where my psychology plays into my right. tastes or my views on things. Well, I appreciate you coming in. Dude, thank uh, you for having I, me. I, this was awesome. I, it was cool <laughs> to finally meet you. And it's funny, I, I didn't even put two and two together until <laughs> till halfway through the interview. But I'm glad that it's going well. And it's and it's and it seems like finally things are hitting the way that they yeah. should be for you. You've got a family life going. You've got a band yeah. life going. Able to go on vacations and do solo tours. Right. So, I mean, God bless you. Got it. You got it all. Got, got it all going. So, yeah, appreciate you coming in. Uh, wish you the best of luck when you do put out another album. You got to let me know so yeah. you come back in and uh, oh, yeah. send your bandmates in or anybody else. Yeah, definitely. All right, um, I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. All man. right, take it easy. <laughs>